All right. I'm joined by Lorna Mills. Now, this has been a long time coming. This is, uh, this is one of those where I've had similar conversations to what we're going to have about nine times now, uh, sort of on the fly. Uh, but now uh, we're going to do it on, on, uh, on tape, which is a big deal because uh, Lorna Mills is one of my favorite people in the space and uh, one of my, my, the big elements of my collection. So it's exciting for me to, to have you on. Hi, Lorna. Hi, Therese. So you, you, you texted me earlier that you were nervous. Well, yes. That because you don't know what, what, what lays in store for you or because you don't know how rowdy we're going to get? Oh, no, I, I um, no, I'm, I'm not worried about anything you'd ask. More that it's, it's public. It's a public conversation that's totally different from shooting the breeze. Yeah, but but I'd like it. I'd like it just to be shooting the breeze. So we'll see. But we, we might bleep some stuff out here. We might go back to the old bleep machine that we've got kitchen <laughs> ready to go. So don't worry about it. And you, um, so the other day you said to me that because uh, we we're talking about a new little project, and we're not going to get into our new little thing. Okay, we're 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 going to leave leave some of that for the future. Okay. okay. Um, but you were saying that the Tez market is uh, sort of slow. Do you feel do you feel that things have changed drastically in the last two months? Oh God, yes, yes, yes. It's it's taking forever to. Well, no, some editions of mine just sell out really fast. Uh, but um, I've noticed a lot of my, the flippers are gone, and there are some editions that you know, take a few weeks to go. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it is different. And also, you know, if I, if I'm on top of like the top sales, you know, on object.com, there's something definitely wrong. It, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. And um, it's funny because yesterday we were, we were neck and neck. Did you see that? I was thinking of calling in something to take you down because you, you were like number five, I was number six for a little bit yesterday. And oh, I was thinking, I can't let that stand. But um, I've been ahead I, of I you. Yeah, no, no, you, well, and, and all of your stuff is, you know, the bulk of it is primary, um, which is, you know, it, it, at least you've got, you've got a substantial collector base. You and I were talking about it the other day that you really have, not just traditionally your collectors, but you've got, you've developed a lot of, of NFT collectors, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is something I was saying to you where it's like there aren't many people who can truly make that claim that they have people that, that, that collect their work and want more and more and more of it or as much as they can afford. And I feel that you're in that, that where you have some really wonderful collectors, especially on the test side. Oh, I agree. I agree. Oh, same as Ethereum side. Um, but yeah, the test side collectors, there's lots and they're loyal and I love them to pieces. So tell me how that how that feels. You you've you've had look for those that don't know, um, you're you're widely collected by institutions. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're 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 held by a lot of the prominent collections of of net art of digital images. Um, you've got some pedigree, right? Yeah. But but you have you haven't always had like this volume of people collecting your work, right? I mean, it was, a, it was a smaller subset of the world. Is that right? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. And, um, it's kind of interesting the people who collect, um, the traditional collectors that are buying um, non-NFTs, but just buying digital work. Um, one of the reasons that stuff started selling um, to like private collections, for instance, is because you could amass a very significant collection um, just, you know, at, at a much lower price than, a, you know, a, a painting collection, a blue chip painting collection. So these are people getting in on really the bottom of this, not the bottom, the start of the market uh, and collecting early. And, you know, it, it was the cool thing to do. Um, and for some collectors, they, they were already collecting video and photography. So, you know, digital media, like moving image wasn't that much of a leap for them. Do you get the sense that those that same group um, as they see a version of it, as they see it growing, that they're they feel like their time is going to come where they might start flipping some of it. I mean, is are, is it, are they going to treat it more like the traditional market? Are they hoping for it to get there? I don't think so. Not at this point. Um, I th I I'd say ten years. Ten ten years. So so that's something that just comes with it down the road. But are are those same people going to be the ones unloading at that point? Those early buyers. Um. Well, they're private collectors. You know what? I can't, like, not my collectors, um, because, like, it's, we're talking banks, we're talking museums. Well, of course, right. Yeah, so they don't flip. They just, you know, keep it for a tax write-off forever. No, ab absolutely, absolutely. And and so so when you're saying that, that those early collectors, you're saying institutionally that they were able to get more bang for their buck. Oh, God, yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay I love that. Um, and... So that's that's been so much of your bread and butter. I mean, truly, that's what what got you through, right? As a working artist. And so now that you have this other outlet, where you have some NFT money that comes in, and you all of a sudden, instead of it being, and I don't know your numbers, but if I threw it out there, instead of it being fifty institutions that in collections that held you, but now you've got two hundred different people that are buying it routinely, um, you know. And I know you don't have two hundred collectors that buy every single piece. <laughs> that's just me. I'm sorry. I'm just living in my world where I have, but, but you know, as you have, as you have so many more people collecting um, and you're getting to know them, right? Yeah. Do you know, do you, do you have already a better like interaction with them than you do with all of your hoity-toity uh, collectors from before? Well, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's a more casual collection. I mean, more casual kind of relationships with these people. Um, I mean, because when you're dealing with gallery world, it's it's kind of formal, and even when you're getting um, when you're getting invited into shows in Europe, they curators won't contact you personally. They'll contact your dealer, which to me really weird. <laughs> Just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but also you've got a very special dealer. Oh, do I ever? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing that she relishes the role of being the one that people have to talk to. Um, yes. We're talking about Kalani, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking okay. yeah. No, no. She'll, they make the, well, they do that with um, Wolf at Dam Gallery, too, in Berlin. It's generally, you know, they'll get approached first, but then they'll just pass it on to me. It's like, you yeah, know, you want to deal with this? So, yeah. It's, it's it's so no one's like no one's erecting a wall between me and a curator 
at all or or collector. I mean, they're going to deal with collectors because they're making sales. Um, but yeah, I have I have input and communication with the traditional collectors as well. So so now now that it's 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 changed where you've got you know a little bit more interaction and a little you know just a different situation and like you said casual it's a more, much more casual interaction is that changing any way that you're you're making your art or your selections of that art oh that's a good question because i mean you already know that like i have the pieces a lot of pieces ready and lined up to right. me um no it's it rarely it's very rare when a collector has any input into what I'm going to mint next. Um, occasionally, they'll you know someone will say they want a one in one, um, right. and I'll, you know I'll, I'll send them a few options and you know mint the one they choose. But that rarely happens. I'm just trying to get a sense of what will sell from. I don't know. I like I still don't know what sells. That's like I never know before. Like I'll throw something up there and think, oh, this will go in no time. Like new crickets. So <laughs> I, I don't. I, I it's I'm still kind of clueless about markets. Except I know now that my landscapes sell, so I've stopped doing them as one ones and putting them out as additions because more people want them. Yeah, you, you're you're catching a little bit of landscape fire lately. No. It, it, I, it's it's hard for me because then I can't tell everybody about this filthy artist that I know in Toronto. Instead, instead, I have to I have oh, to show no, them all these beautiful sunset pics. Yeah, yeah. The, the the filth is definitely still there. It's just blurred out slightly. <laughs> oh wait, or wait, did we just get alpha? Did you just? Is there a hidden hidden cockpit in every sunset? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, the grotto will be happy to know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at quite the uh, image behind, behind Lorna. It's. Uh, I knew I could throw you off at this. <laughs> it, it's. It. This sums up what what uh, Saul from NFT Yearbook tweeted about his first entree into the grotto yesterday. He came in for his first LFG, and he said that it was. He tweeted about it. He said it was like. The best orgy where everybody was doing their best. Aww. <laughs> so, um, okay, so so in that regard, um, since you have so much of this made, and, and for those who don't know, you know, you do major collage work is, is sort of the staple, right? Yes. Um, and you've been doing that for 10 years now? At least 10 years. At least 10 years. And like it's large scale stuff. Large scale, substantial, many, many elements and, and pieces that sort of interact. A lot of what you're, you're becoming known for in the Tez world, certainly, and more in that casual NFT world, are sort of just pieces, right? The elements, like one offs, uh, that, that are parts of these major collages. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what, think, what do you think happens a few years from now where you're almost more known for these small pieces because you have so many collectors that have them had exposure to them because I liked it. It was perfect. actually. They're their own pieces with their integrity. I mean, initially I thought of it as like, you know, like, you know, a prey a porte line or something. Um, right. It's, it's Rack Misra for Zellers. Uh, but now I do take them a lot more seriously. Um, I mean, they're obviously, they're easier to do 
than the large um, installations. They're easier to do than the large collage work, but um, they still, you know, have their formal qualities. And um, some of them, some of them um, have actually never been in a collage. They're, right. just, they're just good. Like I just like I can make this good. So here, I've been thinking a lot about it lately, uh, as as far as your work particularly, that. You know, because an NFT so easily sort of lives on a phone, mm -hmm. right? When I show your work to other people and I, I just bust out a phone and I show them an individual piece, I get a wow reaction. If I show them a large format piece on the phone, we end up zooming into it yeah. and yeah. looking yeah. around, right? Which is fun in and of itself. It's understandable. But for somebody like me, now, uh, for the record, I do own a Lorna Mills original physical, uh, just to let everybody know that I have one here at the studio. Um, of course, it's 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 almost baseball card sized, which is fitting. <laughs> but but you know, I don't have a gigantic display to run a gigantic collage um, like I would if I were the bank. Mm -hmm. um, and so, to me, I think I I'm wondering if we're going to see a real transition in, in, like I'm saying, in how you're seen even, um, where we're gonna have people thinking of you primarily as the, the thing that, that plays so well in small format. Okay, um, that is actually a danger every artist has. Right. Um, and I, I, I got a glimpse of it, understood it um, many, many years ago when I did a piece that um, you've never seen it. It's it's not online, but it's um it was so popular. It was so disgustingly popular, you know, in the circles in the video circles I was traveling in. Um, that I think it was nineteen ninety nine or two thousand that I did it, and it just made me realize that that's how some artists that have a wide body of work just get known for one piece. Because we know lots of artists like that. I mean, you know, there's lots of famous artists like that. And, you know, and, and at that time, I mean, there was nothing I could do about it. I realized that. And of course, you know, it changes as you create more work. So, or more work is public. That's the difference. <laughs> and, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's, it's funny. I, I think about it on a personal level in that I, a lot of my collectors are, are, are looking at my work on larger screens than the actual pieces right? right and it's i was just i just visited a collector in boston uh last weekend i went to their home and and they had uh my work displayed and and i got to see it on on larger screens than i'm used to seeing it and it really sort of changes the whole thing for me when i see when i see my work then on the opposite angle you know projected so large um because if somebody looks at it on their phone, they're actually looking at it in true right. size, real right? Size. It's like real size. And so it's it was sort of this mind fuck for me <laughs> a little bit to see so much of my, because he had a, he's got a large collection and he's showing all the pieces. He had it all queued up for when I went into the to his place. And and it sort of messed with me a little bit in in questioning now uh, how I'll be seen in, in broader circles. And I've done it a couple of times. I've been a few times where I'll, I'll be on a Zoom or something with, with a collector and I'll see behind them on their wall, my work large, right? Um, 
Does it look more accurate to the details? Because remember, we discussed how different your work looks live to what you're like photographing or scanning and minting. It doesn't. It, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it draws some of it out. It draws, you know, the larger it gets, you can you can see. Uh, certainly, you can determine the the painted and but my my work lives in two different worlds. Yeah. We have the, the digital version of it, and it's it really is entirely different than what the, the physical looks. You know it's the same thing you're looking at, but there are de details that you perceive in, in, in seeing it live that just get lost uh, in, in the translation. And so it's fun for me to the times, you know, some of my top collectors get a chance to come and hang or, or, or we have events and stuff and I'll take pieces. And it's so fun for me to see them go, oh, shit, you're not a horrible painter after all. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, wait, no, that wasn't one of my collectors. That was a direct quote from you. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, I, I have that little uh, duality to it, right, where, where oh, it turns out that these are actual paintings. And this, this is a whole different different scene. But for, for you, you know, going back to you, we can talk all about me later on. But going back to you, it, it to me, it's it's really remarkable the reaction that I get in a small scale on your stuff, which is a it's it's really fun. Like, um, and and so to me, I think I think it plays into that. And I just wonder how much of that is 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 really going to change your perception because I do feel that you're going to have a much broader um exposure situation right where it's going to go beyond just the 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 net art collectors that you're the darling of the scene right well i i can't afford to think about that and i and i generally don't think about how the work is i mean it's out of my control and that was always the thing with net art right right They're out of your control like you know they may have shitty screen or everything's distorted or you know washed out or whatever like i can't do anything about that i think every artist that, that that's done neg art you know recognizes that and you know now, now with, all the, with all these years of, of of showing the same work in in gallery situations how often are you upset with the the final product Ooh, i'm only upset um when the aspect ratio is wrong when my work's distorted to fit a 69 screen and it, it's like a, a 1080 by 1080 piece. Um, I'm also upset and I absolutely, you know, I absolutely don't allow this when people ask, I don't like my work shown in reels because it devalues each separate work. And I'm not working on a timeline, everything. I mean, the whole thing with the gifts, you know, being, some of them less than a second in duration is is about it being simultaneous. Uh, so having it, um, you know, in someone making a reel of my work really pisses me off. Understandably. And I, I, I mean, I generally, I sometimes I forget to ask if they have that in mind. And then I see, I go, fuck, I forgot to tell them. Uh, now, how about, how about when, um, if you're in a group show, when your work is sort of cycled through with others. Well, that's the same thing. I don't like it. Same thing. So same, same thing, right? Cycling through, I absolutely hate that. And um, even though and there was a show, I think Value Art did it, where they cycled everyone's work through the different monitors. And of course, they thought it was a cool idea. And I thought 
I hate it. Well, I mean, obviously I hated it. Uh, no, because it was like, you know, on a different monitor each time, um, you know, different color balance, all of that. Uh, it, it didn't serve anyone's work well. I mean, I get why they, I get why they did do that. And, you know, fine, it's, it's kind of cool and fun, but, you know, after a while, like, you know, the gimmickry has to stop and curators and galleries have to care about how each artist's work looks. Yeah, I, I have a, a real panic of, of mine being shown alongside pretty much anything digital. Um, <laughs> natively, natively digital, right? Well, in, yeah. In that sense that, that I'm, you know, and I... Collectors, when they see it and they see it, it's displayed that way, that you know, they assure me that they it's, it, it stands on its own and it's great. And, and I just I feel so less than when I see it up against something that was created for that, right? Well, I mean, I I have the potential to feel less than when you know my very crude, you know, crudely created works because I mean this is all by hand. You know, is displayed by some you know slick three D. Right. object as well like you know of course they'll blow me off the screen they'll blow me off the wall um but you know I'm, I'm kind of used to that but you are an anomaly you know in terms of like what you meant and um you know the fact that they're paintings that yeah that's the only the only thing that i have in my back pocket is if if the glove were on the other the other hand or foot or whatever they say then then i win it's like un unplug your goddamn machines and let's see how we do <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have no illusions that I am, you know, like one blown fuse away from irrelevance. <laughs> that goes off, my career's over. I can, I can say that that's not true, because I happen to also be in possession of a physical painting of yours in a little, uh, a little something that we're doing together because you came by the studio. Well, have, studio. You what, have, I, have I finished it yet? Yeah. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Don't but, Well, I told you I'm just going to paint black over the whole thing and then start yeah. over. But but no, I mean you uh, you were a, a, an old old style painter. Yeah. Before before you were a net artist, net artist darling, right? Mm-hmm. No. So I, I love that I love that journey for you, Mona. Well, I mean it's, it's why I still care about color. You right. know, yeah, that matters and composite, all, all those that classically trained shit. Um, but no, I started off as a painter, but I moved into like Ilfachrome photography, but just specifically off a TV set of sports. And um, then, you know, experimental film, all of it fucking unwatchable. Like, as a, <laughs> really <laughs> but I remember someone I was showing it. It was a place in Toronto called Funnel Film Theater, film theater that I was a member of. And um, someone came up to me afterwards after one of the screenings, open screenings, and said, "You know, I love your work. It's so goofy." And I'm thinking, "It was serious." Like, <laughs> 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 um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, um, I, oh did video installations as well, which, you know, is kind of like the natural progression, you know, once I, I hit uh, more digital work in the early 90s. You know, I, just real quick, I, I get that all the time, too, that people are like, oh, my God, your work is so funny. And and I I just think to myself, well, you didn't have my mother. <laughs> well, I, that's actually, and when I get interviews, that's a question they ask you, 
you you use humor. What is the role of humor in your? It's like I'm fucking alive and everything's stupid and ridiculous. Come on, <laughs> like what? It's like we're all supposed to be breathing these, you know, Himalayan heights of rarefied air, where you know we're so highly evolved. And uh, oh, I hate it's 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 to me it's ridiculous that I'm even asked about it. Right. No, I know. I know. Um, so speaking of things that you get asked about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, who right now, when people say, who are, who are your favorite artists in NFTs? Like, who are, who are you hyping right now? Well, the artists, I mean, one artist, I, I mean, I truly love what Kelly Richardson does. Yeah. I think she's brilliant. Um, and then there's all these younger artists that I follow, um, like Dan Central, because I really like um, the, the, I, I, really have a very strong aesthetic response to a, a, a clinical type of illustration rotation and he uses that um and who else i mean um oh God, i'd have to look off the cuff i can't it's okay there's only two i got it yeah only two no this you know it comes to mind i mean there's a whole bunch that i don't own a lot of their work so it doesn't you know come to mind so you you showed me Kelly Richardson um, for the first time. Uh, we were hanging when you were in New York a few few trips back, and um, I really I really dug it. And I tend to to go for you know more crude and and raw and 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 ugly stuff. And her stuff is gorgeous. Oh. Um, yeah. Technically, like it's stunning, right? But I, I I own some of her work, which I'm very proud to own. Um, and that's it's not often that I get sort of wowed by by the the art by the like technical artistry there, you know. Um, and she's she's Canadian too, am I right? Yeah, yeah. She lives on on the west coast. Yeah, I believe that that at this point, eighty nine percent of all successful NFT artists are Canadian. <laughs> yeah, the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Sassoon and Tristan Roos. And Nicholas Sassoon. I was also thinking of all the guys that made, made billions, um, you know, your, your favorite uh, fuck render and, and stuff. So I was thinking of those Canadians as well that are doing very well in the NFT. He's, he's, he's very Canadian. He's from Montreal. And he lives in Vancouver. He's the double whammy. That's what he's called. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's This is why it's fun for me. Um, Normally, Lorna and I play a game. She doesn't know that she's playing, um, but the game is how many people can you name in the art world that I've never heard of, and I follow it up with how many people in the NFT world I can name that you've never heard of. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My NFT world's very narrow when it comes right down to it. I mean, because I'm not watching at prices, I'm you know not looking at who's the top. So it's and I buy everything on impulse like i'm just looking at at the feed um on object or the notifications and going i love it i want it uh so i it's the way i am so i'm gonna have a much narrower view than someone like you who's forensically searching everyone's wallets and the, only, the only reason i know any of these people is because i watch so specifically all of my collector's wallets to find out what they're buying that should be going to me yeah, that that's that's painful, but yeah, I, I I appreciate that. Yeah. So, which is actually how I found you in the first place too, because uh, I need beer. 
Uh, I was like, why the hell do I need beer buying this Lorna Mills woman? Let me go see what I can figure out about this Lorna Mills woman. And, uh, and then I did all sorts of reading and I studied up and bought a picture of a guy jerking off into a dolphin's mouth. Yeah, yeah. So one of my iconic works, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> um, certainly in the grotto, it's a beloved work. Um, but yeah, that, that sums up most of my uh, internet sleuthing for the last 20 years. It starts with me figuring out about this woman, and then I end up buying dolphin porn. So, works out. But um, you know, it, I actually have a, a, not just the ones who, who have come to know you because I've turned them on to you, but I have, you know, of course, FOMO Boy and, and I Need Beer. I've got a couple um, of your early um, NFT collectors in my mix. And mm -hmm. so it's good because it put me put you on my radar from very early, um, which I'm very grateful for. And of course, you know I'm very grateful that you're you're uh, a real life, legitimate, bona fide artist who uh, doesn't hate me, yeah. doesn't hate me, doesn't isn't, isn't completely against me. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we've come close already. A oh, couple yeah. times. <laughs> um, so, so that's a lot of talking about you. You want to? Do you want to tell our listeners anything great about me? Mm. Yeah, you would ask that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's enough about you. Let's talk about me. Um, you're so reluctant too, you know, to, to talk about your art. It's kind of endearing. Uh, <laughs> um, so here's a question for you, since. Uh, since down the road this may play in to, to my world a little bit, but um, how open are you to try new platforms? Oh, I I am, I am open. It's just the just to throw my stuff on a new platform without any kind of support or anything is you know kind of stupid. It, it's just you know I mean I don't know who's collecting. I don't know anything about you know, the platform. So it's generally, it, it takes me a while. I'm not, I'm definitely not an early adopter of anything. Would you, would you feel some sort of necessity to take collectors along with you? So you would be sure not to, to just shout into silence. That's, that would be my concern. Um, I don't know how I would take collectors along with me. I'm, you know, it's, well, it's not like you have social media. Spell. It's not like your social media that you're on all the time. You could just be like, hey, all of you thousands who follow my every breath and word, come along with me to this new thing. Well, I, I promote the shit out of myself. I always do. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you're, you're one of, of uh, my dear friends that always makes me feel like I am the worst at social media. Not bad. I mean, you, you get in a lot of good sissy fights. So that's. I was just. I was just. I was waiting for you to say that. And if you didn't, I was going to interject it. Yeah. No. The only thing I ever do is every once in a while I find myself with a free hour and I go on there and then within ten minutes I find myself as you famously call them in a sissy fight, which is <laughs> one of your favorite parts of NFT Twitter, right? Is watching all of us bicker. Oh God, I love it so much. Let's see. Bottom of it, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, look, you've been doing, uh, and we talk a lot about this personally because I'm always fascinated by it, right? But but you've been doing um, a, a not small amount of travel, uh, 
both internationally and, and just around to the, the, the different art fairs and different biennials and, and all of that. And now that you're doing it as NFTs, okay, mm-hmm. um, what's, the, what's that difference? What's, it, what's the different scene like between going to NFT NYC and hanging for a week and going uh, to, you know, Transmedial or Transmedial, exactly, in Berlin. Mm, well, obviously, Transmedial, I just get shit faced <laughs> and, and stay drunk. <laughs> I mean, I used to go like really excited, like all the people I meet now, I go, oh, I'm very star, I'm getting shit faced. Uh, I, I, it's just those things are so easy for me now. The NFT thing, because it's happened later in my career, um, most of the time I just don't give a fuck. So I'm only really excited about meeting people for real and like hanging out with Wade Wallerstein and um, Faith Holland and and NFT pals. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's still a social thing for me. The, the panels are agony for the most part. Um, Okay. At what point, at what point in this world do we get to stop pretending it's the first time anybody in the room has ever heard of what we do? Like, like is where every goddamn panel is still, it's an hour long and it's 40 minutes of introduction. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And that introduction is how did you come into NFTs? Let me get started by asking, how did you, how did you get, how did you make into NFTs? Oh, you're asking that for real? No, no? I am not asking that of you. Oh, uh, okay. I won't tell you then. Fuck you. I would never, <laughs> I would never ask. But every goddamn panel, that's what they are. And it's like, it's becomes, I think that, there, I mean, I don't know, maybe most panels everywhere. I, panels I was on in my former life were not exactly fascinating. I tried to make them so. Oh, I, I was right away. And that, that livens up the room immediately, gets everyone on. It's like, kids love it. The college <laughs> absolutely love it. Um, really breaks the ice. Um, but... You know, the, the issue before the introductions to, you know, how you got into NFTs, those issues used to be how do you make the things you make? So how do you make the digital work? And so you find that panels everywhere spent most of their time, you know, having each artist explain technically what they were doing right. uh, so that you never got into a discussion of anything like that. That was the problem. I think the NFT panels, I think they spent a lot of time flattering each other. Too. I, you know, oh like, boy! We're all we're all so proud of each other in this. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so so, so of, yeah. <laughs> um. So look, I started out by by asking you if 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 it's rough out there in old Tez land, and it is. We decided. Yeah. Okay. Um. To wrap up here, give me give me one thing, anything. That would make it better. What what what's 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 needed? What can we as artists do? What what can anybody? What can platforms do? Somebody's got to do something. What what could make it any better? Solutions to any of this crap. I mean, I, I mean, I, a, a wish list like Ted's was worth more. <laughs> that that would be the first one because like I'm because I'm I'm still like I always had the mindset that a Tez was a Tez. So you know you raise your prices according to Tez, not according to the fiat, mm-hmm. which you know, it might be a stupid mindset to have. 
it, it, it might be that I'm doing it all wrong and I should be like quadrupling my prices and, you know, seeing if someone wants to pay, you know, $45 instead of 15, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, well, it's funny. I was, I was, I was on the Tez Commons Tez Talks last week, uh -huh. and they were taking questions from the audience for me. And somebody asked about, you know, the network and 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 the chain. And I, I said, look, it's, it's fucking rough that it's down ninety percent, and it's rough for people making livings. I'm I'm lucky at what I get to do, but it's really rough for most people. And yeah. they told me. They said, oh, well, no, whoa, 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 we, we don't discuss price here. <laughs> We're not here for the money. Bomo boy, Bomo boy quickly popped into the grotto and type said, no, we don't discuss cancer in the children's cancer ward. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but it's true. The, the stuff um, not being work, worth rather, you know, a, a decent, wage makes it really tough on the overall ecosystem yeah. i think that the, the 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 anemic tez value is rough on all of this and and i think it should be first and foremost in everybody's mind and, and on everybody's lips and unfortunately we're supposed to pretend that that doesn't matter yeah um, what about i mean is the tez foundation still collecting or is that totally gone now what what happened with that um that money is uh long gone yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, it, it, there are six people who know exactly where it is and what they've done <laughs> but um but no that the Nissan has moved on so i think that the, he spent the bulk of that original grant uh, to put that together, and I think that's it. I think that the the Tezos Foundation permanent collection is everything for the first year and a half. And that's it, and it's done. What a and, fucking and, that was too. <laughs> oh, you're in there. How many of your pieces are in there? Oh, zero. What? No, they bought something of yours. Maybe no, you didn't realize. No. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, with the you know, lovingly lit images in black and white of me with like one of my boobs hanging out. So, you know, why would they buy me? Yeah, that's that makes sense. See, I just went full, full, full blown, full frontal. And I got like 10 pieces in there. <laughs> um, a lot of lighting from underneath. They seem to like those in particular. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what? That makes me feel a little bit better that you're not in there. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> because I will, uh, next time we're in mixed company, I'll be sure and mention that I was collected by the Tess Foundation Permanent Collection and you were not. Please do. It's, it's, it'll be a badge of honor for me. I, it should be, honestly. I was, I was, you know, I was, uh, really worried when they bought my, my piece, um, Thank God they bought it from somebody they bought it from. Otherwise, I would have been very scared. But I will say this. Wombat's not in there either. And uh, most of the people that I collect are not in there. Well, you and could think, do some death, actually, then, for everyone, yeah? I, I think it shows what great taste I have. And yeah, on, you do have good taste. And on that, we'll end it. Thank you very okay. much for the sound bite that we got there at the end. We finally got something kitsch. Let's go ahead and just highlight that. We can even start with it at the beginning.
might as well like a, a three-minute podcast where I bitch about this god-awful collection among so many other god-awful collections. Except <laughs> <laughs> um, include me. <laughs> well, yes, I know you're you uh, you're in all the good ones. Now we got to save a couple for us, for the rest of us. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, hey, thank you for doing this. It wasn't so bad. It was fun. And we, we managed to still talk about things. I was worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about because we talked so much. Okay. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I didn't shoot my mouth off as much as I thought I would. No, exactly. We have no no bleeps, I don't think. I think we made it through without having to bleep anything. Yeah. Didn't good. too many people. Didn't I'm, proud of, I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You yeah. did well. I showed her strange. And I really liked that that part where you said that I've got great taste. You would, yes. <laughs> okay, thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Kitch. You're the best in the business. Uh, I'll see everybody. I won't take any time off. I'm sorry I took two weeks off from doing this, but I blame Lorna. Yeah, right. I made you wait. <laughs> okay, thank you, everybody. See you later. Thanks, Lorna. Bye. Bye-bye. How do I leave? Oh, yeah, leaving. <laughs>